Storehouse Dallas. to share just some stuff that God's really been putting on my heart as I've been in um, the prayer sets. And a couple months ago when I was in a prayer set, um, I saw this gold string on a needle floating in the air and just like dancing around. And as I was asking the Lord, what, what is this string? Like, what, what is it doing? He said, I'm sewing and everybody together and I'm mending all the generations together. And as I prayed more into this, God showed me an even bigger picture. And that this thread and this needle, and as they sewed everybody together, created a bridge. And when I looked at the other side of the bridge, I saw this brilliant light shining. And I knew that God was bringing us together as a family to build a bridge for the next generation that they're going to go farther in God, and that there is this bright, brilliant light and things that we haven't even imagined or know about that God is wanting to impart. And this is the, I really believe that this is the inheritance for this house, that God is wanting to pour out his glory and his brilliant light and pour, use us to build that bridge so that the next generation can go to a higher, brighter place. So out of relationship comes multiplication, and that's where your inheritance is. So I want to read Genesis 17, 1 through 9, about Abraham. Um, it says, The Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. And I will give you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojourning, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be your God. God said further to Abraham, now as for you, you shall keep my covenant you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. But your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And out of relationship comes multiplication, and that's where our inheritance is. You know, when, before I came to Texas, I lived in Ohio. <laughs> Yay, Ohio. <laughs> high five, red high five for you. So um, I was laying in bed one night, and I had this vision and all of a sudden, I saw this tent. And as I started to walk closer to the tent, the doors opened in the tent. And inside was just this glorious, most magnificent stuff. And I knew that was my inheritance. But as, when I was just so caught up in, like, the magnificent of what was side, inside that tent, instantly I was like, that can't be for me. And when I thought that, the doors of that tent shut, and the memory of what was inside was taken from me. But I'm thankful that God took those memories from me because if I had the memories of it was side and I had unbelief, then I would have stopped what God had for me. So I knew he took it into protection for me. 
And instantly it also helped me realize that I need to deal with the unbelief in my heart. And so I started to really seek God about this. That I, I want what's inside that tent, God. And so God started to speak to me about Abraham because I'm like, why did you show me a tent, you know? And he said, I want you, like Abraham, I asked him to leave his family because they couldn't get out. His father was a, like an idol. He made idols or idol worshiper. And he wanted him to leave to go to another land, to the promised land where the inheritance was, so that he could raise a people up for himself to have a covenant with. And he said, just like him, I want you to leave your family and I'm going to take you to another land and teach you a new culture, my kingdom, and I'm going to bless you with this inheritance. So I left Ohio <laughs> in faith with no money and came to Texas. But um, even though I can't, <laughs> even though I can't remember what's inside that tent, when something happens in my life and starts to touch on it, I can feel and know like that's inside my tent. And I know that one day God's going to open the doors of that tent again and show me. But I'll tell you one thing I know that's inside that tent. There's a book I read called Visions Beyond the Veil. And Heidi Baker wrote that. And it's about her husband, Roland's grandfather. And he was in China and he rescued kids. He's a missionary, rescued kids off the street. And he would bring them in his home, and they didn't speak the same language. And he has all these kids, and he's like, God, what do I do with all these kids? Because as you know, sometimes kids be rambunctious and crazy. And the Lord was like, just read the Bible. So even though they didn't speak the same language, he just read the Bible. And eventually over time, these kids started to fall out and have encounters with God. And eventually over time, they did start to speak the same language, so the kids would go to him, I went up to heaven, and I saw this man, and he showed me this little boy, and he had five stones in his hand in this sling, and then if you look over there, there was a giant, he took his stone, he flung it, and hit him in the head, what is that? And he got to tell them about the Bible, and 90% of these children that he raised up were martyrs for the gospel, and the other 10% spread the gospel in China. And when I read that, my heart leaped because I, my heart is that kids would encounter God in that degree that they would be so sold out for him, that they would want nothing less, like that light on the bridge, shining so bright for the gospel in a dark place that people can't deny that that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's his bright light and telling the world about him. And out of relationship comes multiplication. And God said to Abraham, walk with me and be blameless and then pass it on to your descendants. And the gospel is all about a relationship. It's between a father and a son. And Jesus didn't do anything that he didn't see the father doing or the father didn't tell him to do. He followed the father. It was a father-son relationship. And then you look at Jesus and he didn't have kids. So it's not really about family totally and having kids because Jesus raised up 12 to carry on past him. And I started to get so hungry to be close to God and to just clean my life from generational sin that had gone on. 
and get what the Lord had for me. I started to go to inner healing. And I was at Christ for the Nations, and I went to this couple for inner healing. And at Christ for the Nations, I did this class where I made this family tree. And I brought this family tree to inner healing, and they were looking at it, and they started really talking to me about, you know, generational curses and blessings and seeing these curses that have been in my life. But then they started really speaking, do you know what I see of blessings in your family that haven't been tapped into and I started to get so hungry and my heart leap. And I started just weeping and saying, God, I will be a bridge and deal with all this stuff in my family and do whatever it takes. And I will lay down my life so that the next generation, my kids do not have to go through this. And I was willing to give up what was in the tent to serve them. And I started realizing that it's not about my kids. It's not about Jayella or whoever may come. But it was about the children. It was about God's children, God's kingdom. Because we're in a family. Storehouse is a family. The kingdom of God is a family. We have a father, a good father. <clears throat> he you know, when I was just living really doing whatever I want and living wicked, it's so crazy because I remember walking around and thinking, I'm not making good decisions for my children. And it was so crazy that I had those thoughts because I did not know anything about in Deuteronomy about blessings and curses and things that you pass on. Like, But I would have those thoughts. And then when I came to Christ for the Nations, I remember walking around campus and hearing God say, now we're making good decisions. We're making good stuff to pass on to your kids. And when you give and you choose to lay down your life, and be that bridge for that generation or whoever that you're called to, there's so much blessing in that. Like, I was assistant director at the Kids for the Nation camp, so I'm hungry for kids to encounter God and go up to heaven like the visions beyond the veil. And I work for this camp, and um, Heidi Baker, let me tell you a good story. Okay, she shared a story I heard her speaking where she contended for over 50 years to see like blind eyes open and dead raised and this miracles and she brings these eight-year-olds with her so these eight-year-olds have seen all the miracles that she contended for so now they can just go further and higher and she also raises up other people to then minister like her so one of those people is Will Hart and Will Hart was the guest speaker at this camp and I had just come back from harvest school. And so God told me, I wanted to stay in Africa, but he told me to come back to America. So I'm like, okay, I'll come back to America. As long as you let me go on mission trips. <laughs> so I'm at this camp, and by the end of the night, and he's done speaking, I'm telling you, over 90%, if not 100, would you say, Richard and Kristen were there, these kids are all out laughing, encountering God, weeping, crying. And then they would get up and there would be like, we trained counselors to like minister to the kids and the counselors would be over them, you know, praying for them. And the kid would go up and be like, I just came from heaven and God told me that you wanted to be a missionary since you were a little girl to Africa and just start prophesying over the counselors. And by the end of the night, the kids were ministering to the adults. <laughs> <laughs> And I got all up in the middle of that stage, and I just sat there crying. 
because I was like, I thought I was going to have to contend for this till I was 60. That's what I thought. I thought I would lay down my life and serve. I would give my whole life. I give up what's in the tent, God. And I'll contend for my whole life, even if I don't see it. Because Abraham didn't see. He didn't see. He had one son. And he was supposed to look up into the stars and see all his descendants. But in his life, he saw one son. And when we lay down our life and just contend for that, there's so much more that God, God gives us. I'm sitting there on the stage thinking, I can't believe I'm already seeing this. I was in my 30s, and I thought I was going to have to wait till I was 60, just crying. And then we go to the backstage, and me and the director are back there, and we're, our minds are blown again. Like, I can't believe what God did. I can't believe how these kids got touched. And we were asking the Lord for this. And Will Hart comes to the back, and we start talking to him about it. And he turns to us, and he says, there's more. And I got hungry for the more. And I'll tell you, I feel so blessed, even though I chose to be a bridge. I feel like God still gives you the desires of your heart and even more. I, I've been delivered from prejudiceness from a kid. And I didn't even know I needed that. And the, I knew the kid, and he was my friend's son. He's in church, like in the front row where you are. And he goes, and smiles at me, and something shot out of his heart and hit me, and I was like, I love African-American people. I want to marry African-American man. I want to have African-American babies. I love Asia, India, all the nations. I just don't want to marry a white guy. And I married a white guy. <laughs> but I just fell in love with, like, every nation from a child, just being who he is and smiling at me, you know, who he was created just come out. I've got to experience kids sharing with me. I see Hebrew writing on the wall. I'm like, where? Yeah. <laughs> and they're seeing in the spirit and getting to help them with that. I've had kids pray for healing and see, see them get healed. Like on Sunday morning after our service, we just say, hey, is anybody sick? And they raise their hand and come up and we pray for them. And they all lay hands on the whoever's sick or who we're praying for. And we just say, Jesus heal, amen. Oh, that's so easy. That's what we tell them. Oh, that is so easy. You guys can do that. It's easy. And <laughs> I don't know if you know the vaculas, but Roman was sick and Kelsey put on Facebook that he prayed for himself and he got healed the next day. And my daughter, like we were driving this week um, in the truck here and for weeks I've just had like shooting pain from my hip all the way down. Like I'm taking icy hot all over my leg, you know, like I'm in pain and we were driving here and I just pulled over the truck. I'm like, I can't drive. It just it hurts so bad. And I moved to the front seat and I'm crying and my daughter, I hear her in the back, and you can feel the love and compassion. And she's like, God, heal mommy better. Amen. And in three minutes, that pain that was just like this went and was released and hasn't come back. These are two-year-olds. Two-year-olds. And I feel so blessed to be a part of that and get to see that. It's beyond my dreams of what I thought that I was just going to have to contend with my mess for 60 years. And out of relationship comes multiplication, and that's where our inheritance is. And God said to Abraham, nations will come from you, and kings will come from you. 
Inheritances all over the Bible. You read about David and Solomon, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jesus. When they're praying for inheritance over people, it's about the generations and children and grandchildren and being passed on. It's not about you're going to be rich and have this awesome life and retirement, 50 cars and, you know, although God can do that, but it's about passing on. And you don't have to have kids for this because, again, this is a family right here. There are kids right over there that are part of your family. We're a kingdom. The kingdom of God is a family. And we have a choice of what we're going to pass as blessing or curse. Because, you know, in the court of law, if my parents are in debt and they pass away, I get that debt. And I'm responsible to pay for it, right? Or my parents could have money, and when they pass away, that's what can be passed to me. But something's being passed on to me. And just like in the natural, that's how it is in the spirit. And how great would it be to leave relentless generational blessings that are just chasing our kids, that we come together, be that gold string, weaving together this bridge to get them on the other side, to experience the glory of God and to be bright lights because God said the darkness will get darker, but the light will get brighter. And I'm telling you, I want to raise up brighter, brighter, and brighter generations. And I believe that that is our inheritance here. It's something God wants to bless us with here in this house. And in out of relationship comes multiplication, and that's where our inheritance is. There's new things. And God gave Abraham and Sarah both new names. And Abraham went from being an exalted father to the father of multitudes. And I want the generations after us, and even us, I'm not, Lord, us too, us too. But God said to his disciples, or Jesus said to his disciples, you will experience even greater things than what I have done. And I'm telling you, I'm contending for that. When I'm in this room praying, I'm contending for that, for this house, that they are going to see greater things, that they're going to see more than people raised from the dead, more than blind eyes open, things that I can't even think and imagine in my head I'm asking the Lord to do. Whatever you want, God, whatever you have planned, whatever it looks like to be that brighter and brighter and brighter light, whatever that is, do it here. Do it in this house because there's new things. There's new things in our inheritance. There's multiplication. In Isaiah 61 through 3, it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and the thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and the glory appears over you. And nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. And I believe that this is a scripture for this house. This is our inheritance. And I'm also asking God because I know it's going to be passed on to generations and that's what he's want to do. But I'm saying, God, us too. And I believe that. I don't think this is like a, oh, it's going to be a while, like the wait till I'm 60 thing. I think it's going to be sooner than what we think. I want what Will Hart said. I want the more. There's more. And I'm hungry for that. I'm hungry for that for them. 
you know, this is something I think that we really do need to care about because the enemy is very intentional in what he's doing and he has a game plan. You know, there's curriculum starting in California about transgender stuff. The video games and the media and the movies that are out and the things that are just constantly in front of their eyes that they have to contend that no one else has had to go through that. They have devices and internet and anything that they want to see in the touch of their fingers. And God said, the pure in heart will see God. God said, walk before me and be blameless. How can we help them do that when they're being bombarded? There's an answer. There's a way. There's shootings going on. But God said, even though the darkness gets darker, the light will get lighter. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, the darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you, and the nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. You know, I'm not sure really exactly how we can do this, but I... I really want to encourage you guys to come in this prayer room because I feel like in here, we'll discover the answer. God's going to show us. That's part of the weaving. God will show us. But I do feel in my heart some few practical things. You know, we have ministering to the babies in the womb. And that's there for a reason. You know, one of when I was in inner healing, I had this session. And they said to me, we're going to do this thing called going back to the womb. And I was like, this is wacky, Lord. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, is this for real? But then I thought, I'm so desperate. I don't care. I am not going to live like this anymore. So I'm just going to trust you, Lord, and I'm going to do this. You know, I don't care. And it was one of the most powerful <laughs> inner healing sessions I ever had. And I started realizing this is really important. Like, I wasn't even out of my mother's womb and the agenda that was against me, you know? We need to do something about this. We need to do the opposite. And so we have ministering to the babies in the womb, but it's not, it's not about, like, us ministering to the mom and the baby, although that happens, but it's about training the mom and dad to do that because that mom is with that baby. She cannot escape that for nine months. She has a lot of opportunity to minister. <laughs> you know, the, we have to feed kids spirits, and that's part of ministering the baby when it's feeding their spirit and helping that spirit man get strong. Because the spirit's supposed to be the leader of your body, soul, mind, will, and emotions, right? But if I don't feed my daughter, like when they're in the womb, they're dependent on the mom. When they come out, they're dependent on the mom. I have to feed her a bottle, and then we go to food, and I'm preparing the food for her, and I'm raising her up to new stages. I can make more food. Okay, let's try avocado now because they're mushy, and I, I don't think you'll choke on that. Okay, now let's move to veggie straws. You know, like you go up, and eventually it's my job to teach him how to cook. Why don't we learn to make toast today? You know, and eventually, hopefully, I'll teach her how to make prime rib. Hallelujah. So, but she can't live without me. If I don't feed her, she cannot survive without me. She'd starve. And it's the same way in the spirit. If we're not feeding those children, they're going to starve. 
And the spirit is not going to be the leader over the mind, will, and emotions. And we need to equip them and feed their spirit. We need to also just deal with our stuff and say, God, I want to walk before you and walk blameless and deal with all those things. You know, Bethel has a saying, we want to raise a generation that doesn't need sozo, which is their inner healing thing. And I'm all about that, you know, because my family, we've had uh, depression, fear, and suicide. And my grandparents suffered from that. And my dad, at the age of five, talked about killing himself. And my sister, at the age of three, talked about killing herself. And let me tell you, I don't think that's okay. And I don't think that's how God designed it, is this repeat, repeat. So they're already born in to something that they have to fight and break through. I don't feel like God designed that. I feel like there's more. There's another level. Let me contend for you and lay down my life so that you can go farther. Do you know um, Abraham's dad, his name was Terah, and that means station, and it also means delay, because Terah is also the name of the mountain where the Israelites were delayed, a station of, in the, of the Israelites in the desert. A station is a stopping place. You know, his dad was headed towards Canaan, but he stopped in Haran. And Haran means a mountaineer, an inhabitant of mountainous districts. And let me tell you, I do not want to dwell on that mountain. I don't want to be a mountain dweller and get delayed. And I don't want my kids to be on that mountain and get delayed. I want to lay down our lives, weave together, because it's a family. It takes a family. It takes all of us and our beautiful gifts that God's put in all of us to build that bridge so they can cross over and go further and have more. And out of relationship comes multiplication, and that's where our inheritance is. So I want you guys to stand up. Because I want to bless you guys. First, I want you guys to know that, like that song we sing, he moves the mountains. You know? Like, my, I was stuck on a mountain. And God moved my mountain. And there's more mountains to be moved. And that's okay. I'm good with that. Because I'm going to go for it. You know? But God moves the mountains, and we're not going to be mountain dwellers and stay at this station, but we're going to move and build that bridge and go across to the other side. We're all called in some way, not just kids, but there's youth, young adults, mentoring. And let me tell you another thing. A big part, I feel like, that's a practical thing is honoring our mothers and fathers and, you know, um, God showed me once, you, a life lived, the wisdom in that and what they learned. You can't Google that, look that up on the Internet. There's no way you're going to get that without relationship with them. And they have valuable wisdom to pass on to you. And I listened to an interview with one of the kids who survived the shootings in Florida. And he said really kind of condescending, we forgive you for messing up our country. But he didn't say messing up, he used another word. So now let us fix it. 
And I used to think like that. And I had to deal with that. And Lord, show me they have wisdom and we need to honor them and the, the walk they made. And you know, my parents, I'm thankful for everything they gave for me. Everything they did, even the lack, because the lack made me chase after God to get it from him. And I got it from God. So I'd, I don't care about what happened anymore. I'm thankful for it actually, because I got to find it from God. So I bless you guys with the spirit of Elisha. God, I'm asking that you would weave our hearts together. Take that thread dancing through the room. Connect our hearts as a family. And Lord, build that bridge. And we're asking God for more. I believe this is a place where your glory is gonna dwell that we are gonna raise up bright, shiny ones that will make Jesus known in the world that's getting darker. They are gonna get brighter and brighter because of you, because of the glory of God, the glory of Jesus inside them. We ask God, do it. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.